Yeah, season two, episode two of Mrs. Z and Fifth. Alright. Alright, so let's I, get it going. The fifth general here, Zach Hears is here. What up? It was good, it was good. Yeah. Alright, so we was gonna talk about um Veterans Day is uh as a we're recording. Veterans Day is what, today? That's today. Yeah, the twelfth, but this will be released on Friday, which is the sixteenth. Um Hey, if you want to talk about uh yeah, man. uh the elections pass, we could probably talk about that too. Uh but before we get into that, we want to talk about the passing of Stan Lee, create, yes. creator of Marvel Comics. Um yes. Very interesting. He was 95. 95 years old. Yeah, man. So he, he lived a long life. This is not some untimely death per se, like some, yeah. young, like some young guy, young guy, but, um, 95, he lived a long life. Um, he was able to thrive off of his work, big contribution yeah. to the comic book world. Uh, the answer to DC Comics, some would say, because, you know, DC Comics is first. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, y'all. Dang, some feedback. Yeah. Um, That's okay, man. Yeah. So, hey, what do you think this means for the comic? This is a big loss of the comic book world. It's a big loss, but do you know what it is? Stanley contributed a whole lot. I mean, he... He he was a he was the one that put the umph in the comic books, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He put like the um in the comic book world because he came with so much like memorable and flavorable characters and superheroes mm-hmm. that that's just it just stuck with you. You read the comic books and it just stuck with you. And it just like Incredible Hulk. Who who doesn't know the Incredible Hulk, you know? All yeah. over the world, you know, it just it's just endless Marvel superheroes, Spider Man. You know, it continues to it continues. You know, the Avengers. You know, um, Fantastic Four. It, it, it keep going on and on. I could go on and on and on about Marvel yeah. superheroes. How much Stanley was a man. X Men. You know, Veterans Day, but Stanley also was. You know, he was Jewish and he was part Romanian, but he was also. In 1945, he was also um, drafted in the World War II. So wow. when he came back from the World War II, wow. he em- embarked on um, and his talents was 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 um, animation and art, and art and animation and um, and as he embarked on, he created a thing that stuck with children, young young and old, for a very very long time. You know and. He put out comics. He put out um, 1939. Got into 1945 World War II. He was he started like getting into the comic book world, and he embraced it. And he started making these characters: Captain America, yeah, Spider Man, and it just continued to grow, and it grew and it grew. Decades passed, and Stanley kept on creating these stories. You know. These stories that really like you just don't forget them. Captain America story or Spider Man. Nobody can forget that, you know. Yeah. People all over the world know who Spider Man was. Spider Man is, you know, and you know was the one that really put them out there to really do those who that those who are doing comics now and those who are creating characters like myself. He's like a pioneer. He's like a for creating characters, superhero characters. Icon, you know. Stanley, Stanley was was the man that really put it out there as far as like Marvel, even with the movies. Mm-hmm. Studios um, brought them on, and next year, no, he. In other words, if kids kids didn't really get them to come in both, so but they look at the movies, Marvel superhero, Marvel superhero movies. So it's Marvel continues. Yeah, it, it, that's a good thing with, with, with art. 
art continues, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think for those in the comic book world, um, we've been kind of, I wouldn't say I'm heavy into comics like that because I'm not a reader. So I don't own an issue in this. I don't, I, I don't own a comic book issue at all, but have I followed, have I followed, um, the characters, whether it be through, um, through artwork, through artwork illustrations, through entertainment, through, um, animation, through cartoons or, um, you know, live action movies. Yes. My whole life. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we kind of, knew that someday this was going to happen because he was so old. I think once, once you Hefner died because of his age, people were looking at Stan Lee kind of like, yo, can somebody check on him? Because he's in the same generation as Hefner. Yeah. So that's yeah. why people were kind of like, yo, is Stan Lee okay? Is he going to still make cameo appearances in these Marvel movies? So I don't know what he last filmed. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many times we're going to see him on camera. Um, but anything that he hasn't done, we won't see him no more because unfortunately he has passed. So I want to yes. say, um, God bless his family. Yes. And, um, you know, we just want to take time to acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. all right. So let's get into it. What does veterans day mean for black folks? Mm. So I'll, I'll, I'll um kind of start off this way before I ask you anything. All right. In no shape or form do I fault the milit- uh, the soldiers because the soldiers are not the ones that call the shots. They're not the ones that call the shots. It's the government that does. Mm-hmm. So the government commands uh, the military which commands the generals, the generals give the orders, but you know, so I think for the most part, a lot of people have gotten into the military for several reasons, um, uh, to whether it be the draft, some of people who have gone in the military, let's talk about the people who have gone in. So the people who have gone in, uh, have got in for many reasons, past and present. So there was something called the draft during wartime, okay? Yeah. Uh, war times, because it happened more than once. Um, when you sign up for, it's mandatory that everybody under the age of, what is it, 25 or 35, 35 or something like that, signs up for selective ser- service. For, uh, I think I'm saying that wrong, but you know what I mean, for military service. That, in that sense, is like putting, basically that's like being drafted, but not. That means you you could be called if they run out of bodies and then I didn't need to do a draft. That's the only reason why drafts happen. Um, I'm 31. God forbid is uh, they want to do a draft. They could still call me until the age of 35, I think. Um, up until the age of 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I'm not thinking about it right now off the top of my head. But from the ages of 18 to 35, you have to register your, uh, uh, um, you have to basically, it's, it's it's basically just a civil duty. You have to, we'll do yes. right. It's something that em- employment, um, especially government employment, wants to know if you've done it or, or, or not. Um, it's just one of those things. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, so you have that people have gone in the draft. People have gone in because their family has, uh, other people have gone in because of the benefits that it offers after, you know, after your initial enlistment, when you, you know, when you, uh, uh, pass the boot camp and, and, you know, you're not dishonorably discharged, you know? Yeah. So there's the benefits. And then there's some that have uh, signed up uh, um, in the military to fight in the war because they felt, you know, I, I need to, I, this is, I, I have to fight for this. You know, you have those who gone in that way. So what I'm saying is you have those who are forced in the military and then you have those who've gone in willingly. 
So there's unwillingly yeah. and willingly. Yes. Um, so if people are going to listen to this uh, podcast. They're going to hear a couple of things. You're going to hear me in favor of the people, but not in favor of war. I believe war is necessary when you have to defend yourself. War becomes unnecessary when you're just using it economically. That's unnecessary. That's an economical war. Um, There's a such thing as um, politically, uh, uh, there's political wars, wars that were started because of political reasons. Um, The the pillage continues because a lot of times countries go to war to conquer. It has nothing to do with self-defense. Self-defense is one thing, but when you're going to pillage and conquer, that's another. I have a problem with that. Okay. So, um, I don't blame the soldiers. So let's talk about black people specifically. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to express my views on why I feel that black people should not go into the military. I might've expressed this view last season. I don't know, but I will today. So Zacchaeus, I'm going to go to you. I just wanted to do my opening statement. Zacchaeus, what does Veterans Day mean for black people? Because we know what it means to this country. But what does it mean for sure. black people in this country? Because there is a difference. Um, when it comes to the black experience, with, when it comes to veterans, um, well, for black folks went in there for, for many reasons. And they got they got drafted. They went into military. We can start with the black regiment. Mm-hmm. The, during, during the Civil War, Civil War. when um, black was, black, a black man was proud to join the black regiment. When a black black man in the 1800s, late, no, mid-1800s, after eight, well, during Civil War, they were proud. They had their own black regiment and Abraham Lincoln um them because they was like okay we decided that we they wanted to show America that yes we're men and we could fight so what they did was they formed a black alliance called the black regiment in the civil war that but for a long period of time for a long period of time the military was segregated even during the regiment till that time. It's, I haven't been until 1945 when the black people, black black folks, black African-American, black people integrated with whites during 19, after 1945. During the time before then, it was always segregated. It was the whites and then it had the, but it was the black folks, the black Tatiski airmen who had their own whole, whole um, cavalry, and then they, then the um, well, the, ba- separated the, the barracks were separated. Yeah. So, um, after World War Two, the Korean War, where blacks fought in that, a lot of black folk fought in that war, war and they died. And then Vietnam, 1965, Vietnam War. Black and Hispanic men and poor whites were drafted to the drafted. The draft didn't start until, to those who don't know, the draft didn't start until 1940. Mm-hmm. Until 1940. Mm-hmm. So in the U.S. But um, black folk, black folks, Black young poor black folks, black folks, Hispanic, poor whites were drafted into the Vietnam War and f- put in the forefront to fight and died by the thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands. You know, it is like Muhammad Ali famous for saying Viet Cong ain't call me no nigga. Yeah, exactly. So in, in famous man by, by the name of Muhammad Ali 
was stripped from his title because he refused to fight because he said because of what you said, Fifth. He said mm-hmm. it because the statement was I read no Viet Cong's no brown people never do nothing to me. I'm in my own sitting here in my own country, mm-hmm. my own country, and I'm getting and I, and I'm a, and I'm con, and they treat me like an enemy here. Mm-hmm. No, no brown people never do nothing to me. He said you want me to fight for you, but when you I come back, you're you're my opposer. And you won't even fight for me here in America. Exactly. And I agree with those sentiments. And I was- I agree with them sentiments because you see the thing is Muhammad Ali. That's a, a, you know till he t- to me he will always be considered the one of the greatest because yeah just because of that only, moment right because there. It was not only because of in the ring but he also outside fought. the ring yeah he would always be known go down into to history for us mm-hmm. as a greatest mm-hmm. greatest. To me, that ever lived. To me, yep, yep. This box that ever lived was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, the greatest. If what, how? Because he was so vocal, and he he didn't just say, "Oh, he's a." He thought it was just he was a not only a champion inside the ring, but a champion outside the ring. He was one of the greatest speakers. He was a very intelligent man. Very intelligent man. It took a lot. I mean. No, you know, respect to Joe Lewis because he he fought in the military too, but it took no respect to Joe Lewis too, mm-hmm. but but uh, you know, but respect to Muhammad Ali for mm-hmm. standing up and saying no. I'm not going to I'm not going across the country to kill the kill and more poor poor brown people. I'm not doing that. Yeah, and because of that, he was stripped from his title. Now. Going into the military now, um, I know some a lot. A lot of us will say it's a different age. You can't compare. They say it's a different time and different age. It's it's um, you know, a lot of of a lot of folks, a lot of folks, non you know, not not black, not even black folks. They go to the military to get a, I guess to get the Montgomery GI Bill, get half half. What you call it? Uh, the um, deal to get the Montgomery Jabber for school. Also, you get it for housing. You get a different benefit. You get you you get that military benefit. But we cannot, you know, we get that different. But but you cannot forget the history. Yeah, because the history is a lot of uh, black soldiers didn't have access to that, and then also, oh. like you mentioned, the Tuskegee experiment. Yes. Let's explain what that is for people, because I'm pretty sure there's people, it's possible, have never heard of this before. The Tuskegee experiment. Okay. They would inject uh, black soldiers with uh, syphilis and and see what the side effects are with no treatment. With no treatment. Mm. So syphilis is a curable, uh, it's a curable disease. You know, trans it can be trans it can be transmitted uh, sexual uh, sexually or or chemically because really the disease is a chemical disease first first created it's a disease that was created by the government so if it was created by the government and now it can be passed down sexually trans transmittedly um, I'm pretty sure. Other diseases that we could think of were created and passed down, you know, like AIDS and gonorrhea. Uh, mm. uh, and, and well, hold on. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, gonorrhea. I was going to say the other big one. Herpes. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but that's probably a topic for another show. OK, but I believe these disease that syphilis was a laboratory man made disease. So. Here we go with this one. Now, we can't forget the history. I'm going to go ahead and speak my uh, uh, unfiltered opinion about black folks getting in the military. I believe that black people have no, I'm speaking specifically to black people, based off how this uh, country has and still treats us, based off the history, based off the actual rights of the people that you do go to war for it's not for your people it's not for your people because you're not getting the same liberties when you come back if that was the case 
Why is police brutality so high? Hmm. In the black community. It wouldn't be high if the black people, if black folks were actually fighting for something and then benefited that when they came back. Them and their families should benefit from that. That hasn't happened because we still have Mm -hmm. these uh, internal issues in this nation. Uh, So you're going to join the military so you could militarize other countries. So you could be a military presence in other countries and oppress and and. They use you, they use you, the soldier, to oppress them. Meanwhile, there's a military right here in this nation who oppresses us. And that military I call the police. That's military to me. To me, it is. You know, I'm not even talking about the National Guard. I'll get to them in a second. But the military is a is a form of. The, the police are a form of inland military because the way they're being used, used against us and other people of color. But specifically speaking to the black cause. So this is why I have an issue with black people going in. I respect you as a person, but I also mourn for you too. Like that episode, no, not episode, like that movie, The Butler. In that movie, The Butler, oh, yeah. the, the brother, the brother, the older brother joined the Black Panthers. Yes. The younger brother said some coon stuff. The younger brother yes. said, the, the older brother said, you want to go to the military? Why you want to go to the military when here they treat us like dogs? And his little yes. brother said some coon stuff. He said, you fighting fight your country. country. I want to fight for my country. But fight for my country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some bull crap. You fighting your country, you fighting your country, but I want to fight for my country. Fight for my country, yeah. And in the movie, he dies, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 military comes knocking on your door, handing you a, uh, telling you the bad news, and handing you a flag, saying sorry for your loss. That's it. Because, you know, it's like this. A lot of the veterans that come out the, the military, you know, they come, out the, they come out the military, they come back, they serve their time, and they come out. And it's not, when they come out, they don't get treated as, as good as they, when you, you put all your efforts in serving the country, but yet you, you come out and you still get mistreated. You know, it's it's it's, a, it's been quite a few stories. You know, still get mistreated, and um, coming out of the military told me he said, "Oh man, you know, I ain't gonna." He said, "Listen, man, I still get, I still get hassled by it. I, I, look, I serve my country, and I still get hassled by the cops." I, wow. Yeah. Speak to the brother who. Let's speak about the uh, the many brothers that I've seen on Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, Facebook, well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And they talked about how they've, they've um, decided to wear their uniforms where they drive in public, out in the public, so that they feel that that could be the very thing that can keep them alive when a, a cop pulls them over. Well, let's, okay, let's, let's, embark, let's, let's embark on that. Yeah. Speak yeah, to that. Because- Speak to that. This when you when you have a uh, meaning that that they see you serve, so the police have a respect for that. It's like being like being a um is it police? With your badge as a black officer, you have to walk around with your badge. It's it's, it's like a badge of honor, meaning that um have a busted tail light or a. Or you might be going a little fast. In a way that it's, it's sad, but in a way, from the police harassing us or the police getting getting really hostile with us. Because you see, when you when you have when you have the, either wearing the military suit or have a ba- or have a badge, that in a way that protect that that's supposed to protect you. So they wear it so that so it's, it's a form of protection. From the harassment from police. Now, now 
Now when we well now when we look at um people with it's so sad because our white counterparts don't have, brothers don't have to wear that to 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 to, to not get harassed. Yeah, they don't have to wear, it, but we but we wear it because we we only we we trying to we're fighting to save our life. See, that's no way to live. To live. So then I asked. So then, so then, what benefit was that to the black man, woman, and child? When I mean by child, I mean eighteen years old, because obviously a kid can't get into the military. But I find that interesting that a couple of our brothers and sisters out there feel that to stay alive, that they have to show themselves as your not so typical civilian. So they have to put on their military uh, uh, uniform. And even when you're off duty, you're not even on duty. Yeah, you're not you know even right? on duty. So I, I mean that that I think that's crazy. Now there have crazy. been plenty of there have been plenty of black people who have been unknown black folks who have been killed by police brutality, and we find out later they was a veteran. So that's the reason why they're wearing a uniform because you're not even going to know what. Basically, they're trying to tell you. Man, you're not even going to know it. So let me just wear it. So that would be a deterrent for me to uh, live another day. So it's crazy. And it goes back to the point of what of what Muhammad Ali said. I'm fighting for you out there, but then I still have to fight here. To live. I'm not even talking about fighting for the right to vote yet. I'm just talking about the right to live. That's the difference between our cause and others. Well, maybe except for the maybe except for the um, for other people of color, but just specifically for black folks. Our main the the civil rights movement was not about voting. That was in, that was in it, but it wasn't about it. The civil rights movement was about survival. Yeah. To be a human being, not all this other stuff initially. Hey, you see the signs? The um, I'm a man. Signs. I I am a man. I'm a man. Before I am a man, signs were before. Uh, I want to vote, or yeah. I want to. You know, these are the 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 civil rights movement was about survival first, first. About survival first. And you know what? It's still about that now. Okay? But then I'll fight with but then I'll fight within the justice system. I just want black folks to not forget about that. I think we get so caught up on, especially when election time comes around, we get so caught up on the civil rights movement being about uh about voters' mm-hmm. rights. No, voters' rights and civil rights is two different discussions. Although they can uh, bunched in with that, but just understand, civil rights was human rights before voting rights. So I just want black people to understand what the civil rights movement was all about originally was about survival. Now, Zacchaeus, let me get back to you. So this is the thing that we see our people go through. I have I have military. I have people in my family who have um uh who have who have military ah, saying it wrong. I have some military family members. I'm still going to speak my truth. I love them. I'm glad you're here, but I'm still going to speak the truth. Okay. I'm still, I mean, gonna, I'm still I mean, going to speak my opinion. Services. Yeah, exactly. I thank you for your service, but I mean, and I'm talking very close. My uh, my grandfather and my other grand and my other grandfather, well, great grandfather. Uh, trying to get this down, great grandfather, grandfather. So I'm talking very close to home, very close to home. Uh, people in my family who are military, but that doesn't uh, stop me from thinking what I think because I believe it shows. It shows as it goes. No matter what you do, no matter how many of our black folks go into the military, um. You know, was still tar- was still targeted. Um, our civil rights are are are, are still that you know are, are not respected. That still happens. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what team we join. 
if you ask me, veteran for me, uh, uh, for me, the also the veterans that I would that I would uh think for their service is members of the uh, uh, who fought in civil rights as our defense against white supremacy. So that includes the Black Panthers. So I so I want to send my condolences to y'all. I mean, well, I want to I want to send my respects to 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 the to our fallen soldiers also in the civil rights movement. Mm. The Black Panthers. You guys are my veterans. Okay? My I mean my my forefathers, my forefathers are not America's forefathers. My forefathers are not George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Jackson, and Thomas Jefferson. Okay? They're not my forefathers. They didn't fight for me. I feel. And I know what people are going to say about Abraham Lincoln. The Emancipation Proclamation. All right, but Abraham, but Abraham Lincoln didn't free us all. Okay. But it was it was a, it was a more of a, a economy thing. Exactly. Didn't free us all. Because uh, it was a money thing. Right. And his wife's yeah. family had slaves. Yes. It was more of a economy thing because people people were misguided and misconstrued with the with the history. So they they kind of say that well Abraham Lincoln's um Abraham Lincoln should get the credit because he because he end, abolished slavery. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jefferson was out there uh, having sex, having sex with slaves. Oh yeah, scandal before the show scandal. Under eight, un- oh, I don't yeah. want to get into that. My <laughs> my forefathers, one of them is Nat Turner. Okay. Malcolm X is a forefather. That's my ancestor. Marcus Garvey. Exactly. Marcus Garvey. Okay. Huey P. Newton. Sure. My, four, my, my, my forefathers are the founding. Or my forefathers are the founding. And Well, there's more than forefathers. I got a couple of our, our uh, founding fathers, which is more than four. That includes the, the founding members of the Black Panthers. Panther Party, okay. The members. Also, let's not forget before the Black Panthers, the Deacons of Defense, who were come together uh, to fight against the Klan when they were bombing churches. That, mm. And that was before the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers, yeah. Those mm-hmm. are my ancestors. Those are my fallen soldiers. Mm-hmm. Happy Veterans Day to you, as well. As well, I'm including y'all as well. As well, yeah. You know, yeah, man. Because Harriet Tubman, you're not a fa- you're not a father, but you're a mother. Four mothers. Yeah, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. uh, Ida B. Wells, Sojourn the Truth. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We're going way back. Okay. Okay. Jacqueline's. We're going way back. Okay. And, uh, uh, um, Kathleen Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Angela Davis, Even Kathleen Kiva. Yeah, would you would you also call uh, Eldridge Cleavage? Well, Eld- Eldridge is her husband, so yeah, Eldridge is part mm-hmm. of the Panthers, so I included yeah. him. But I'm I, I'm specifically talking about the women out of four mothers. Okay, shout out to my four mothers. Okay, now I'm just making a point that black people, the military is not for black people. It's just not for black people. I don't care. It's not. You know why? Because this country is not for black people. Now, let me unpack that one, because I know some people heard that and said, hold on. This is what I mean. (laughs) I mean, we're here. So it's our country because of what we was forced to do. So here by force, but also. Yeah, we're here by force. Right. We're so here by force. this is our country. Technically, this is our country by blood right. By blood right, it's our country. But the government of this country is not for us. 
So technically, this country is not for us, but it's our blood right to be here because we built this country against our will. Mm-hmm. And then there were black folks who were here before the great, before the great invasion. Cause that's all it was. That was an invasion. Yes. And we, and those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the European um, impact on, on this, on this on soil this land. Yes. Yes. Those, those who don't know what you, you know, cause some people get lost. Like, what is he talking about? It was great impact. That's what we're talking about. Hey, well, if they don't know now they know. But um, yeah. I don't want get, to get off topic, but um, these are the, this is what black people have to wrestle with. Um, now, let's talk about what's going on. Now, let's, let's bring it up the years, right? Um, so let's talk about how veterans get treated. Now, veterans uh, overall, overall um, are left in the dark. Okay? So I'm talking yes. about everybody now. Everybody. Yes. But... Let's keep it real. But if we had to pick who gets it, who gets left out the most out of that bunch, black veterans, black veterans. Okay. So, you know, we have a big, um, we have this big thing in this nation, right? Where the only time this nation wants to acknowledge veterans is when there is is when it's a holiday. Whether it's is, is when it's a holiday, holidays is when they want to acknowledge it uh, for political gain on a social issue uh, against that of the brother Colin Kaepernick. Because before that, nobody was talking about uh, disrespecting the flag, being disrespecting the troops. Before he started kneeling, I didn't hear that when he was kneeling. I mean, before he was kneeling, I didn't hear that. So these are the only times when people want to care about the veterans. And then for those so-called people, I mean, for those people who so-called care for the veterans, these are the same people that are silent on racism. Hello? (laughs) You know? I don't understand that. Zacchaeus, what you think? Zacchaeus. Okay. We're experiencing some technical error here, some technical issues. Uh, as soon as I get Zacchaeus back, I'm going to just uh, keep talking. Um, let me see if he's still there. Okay. All right. We'll get back to Zacchaeus in a second. So this is what I find interesting. I find interesting that the same people who want to acknowledge our troops, say nothing on racism, say nothing on internal wars that happen here in this nation, unless they're affected, you know, it's wrong, man. It's wrong. Martin Luther King said an injustice anywhere is, is an injustice everywhere. So it's a problem no matter what, you know, and treat the veterans better, man. Treat them better. Make sure they're getting all the help that they need. You know, they, 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 they're talking about they're not really addressing the PTSD issue and what to do about that, or at least to help it to some degree. Whether they're in the whether uh, uh, before they even come home, they're not even dealing with this before they even come home. You go, you wait till they get home. Then you want to talk about what you want to diagnose them with. See a lot of that as a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem. So that, that, that gotta be addressed. I'm not feeling that. And, um, one of the things that people have to understand is that when it comes to, uh, the powers that be politically is that, um, Eventually, somebody's going to catch on to why they would acknowledge the military only for personal gain. A lot of times that sticks with voters. So as a voter, you would say a lot of voters have family in the military, especially the mothers, the parents. So a lot of times uh, candidates will be very uh, sympathetic, empathetic, I guess, 
you know, probably a better word to say, empathetic to parents of of mil, of, mil, of of their uh, children in the military, of their kids in the military. So they will play. They will play very somewhat empathetic, peaceful, uh, nice with them. But that's only just to get the votes. A lot of times, those those family members they never really address this situation. They want their they want their sons home. They want their sons and daughters home. You know, hey, what are you going to do about this? I want my son and my daughter home. You know, you have that crowd, and that's on both sides. That's on. It doesn't matter what political party you support. You got veterans who are who are from the Democratic side and veterans on the Republican side. You got parents of both, you know. Some will say this. Some will say, well, you know, this parent on the Republican side uh, cares more about their son and daughter out there fighting as opposed to the Democrats care more about their son and their daughter coming home. First of of all, they all want their family home. I mean, who... Who comes into this world uh, to start a family, bring your kids into this world just so you can send them away to fight a war that they didn't start? I mean, come on now. That is not something that you imagine doing when you want to start your family. Oh, I can't wait to have sons and daughters so that they can someday fight in a war that never ends. I mean, just understand we've been, we've been at, we've been at war. This war we're in currently, we've been at that war since 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, right after nine 11, if my years are right, there's no, it's 2018 going on 2019. There's no, uh, timetable. There's no timetable. Okay. And then when and then when they're done with one country, they move on to the next. You know, oh well there was no uh, weapons of mass destruction uh in, in, in Iraq. Okay, when we know the attack was from Afghanistan. Okay, so when Afghanistan and then now they're looking at this country, Pakistan, because and then they're looking at Iran. I mean, it's like, it's. It, it, I mean, when is it going to end? You know, oh, um, uh, we don't want the bad guys having the, the strongest weapons. And then on the other end, oil. This war has always been about money, man. It ain't never been about no weapons of mass destruction. You know how many countries got weapons of mass destruction? And we ain't go to war with them? Plenty. This war's always been about money. Always. So miss me with that. Still ain't got Zacchaeus back. I don't know what's going on here. Just want to let y'all know, me and Zacchaeus are not in the same location. So we have to uh, do our broadcast on a remote level, on a via via internet, via satellite level, Skype level. So um, I'm going to try to figure this out here. All right, let's see what's going on. All right. Busy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good lord. All right, so we back on. We got Zacchaeus back. Uh yes. let's include him back into the conversation. So he he uh he could hear me, but we couldn't hear him. So we got him back. So would now what I was last saying was is that they manipulate uh families of the military to get some type of political uh gain 
position for voting. So they'll be empathetic around those times. They'll be, they'll manipulate military families and draw political, um, uh, they'll, they'll draw from social and justice topics and try to find some way to say that social injustice is a conflict with having respect for the military, which it never, they don't coincide. They don't go together. It doesn't make any sense. So in, so in that sense, they, they're saying stuff like, oh, well, Cap, uh, uh, Kaepernick is, um, Kaepernick is against, is against the military. He never was. He never was. And I want, to, yeah. right. And I want people to understand in closer review of this is that what, what they're trying to, what they're trying to do is this. They now want uh, families of military who've lost their sons in the war and say that that matters more than unarmed blacks who have lost their life in this war right on this soil. Oh yes, there's a war here. Yes. Okay. So that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to make it seem like black people don't respect the military. Cause you know, they put us all in a broad, they paint a broad stroke when a black, when something happens with one brother uh, protested against something, which means a lot for everybody, everybody, um, they paint a broad stroke. So it's like, you're trying to put military families, specifically the white ones against black families who have lost their, uh, uh, family members due to, police brutality the, the two, that's two different things but i'm just that's saying two, that's yeah. what they try to use you see that that those are two different things altogether yep you see because the thing is that it's a lot of me and you mm-hmm. families right now yep in the, mili- in the military yep. serving military I have a cousin and i have i had a cousin that was in the military so I um I had family in the military already. Mm-hmm. And I had one cousin that's in the military right now. Exactly. Serving the military right now. So so for them to even think like that is is, is bizarre. It's two different things. Police brutality and serving the military does not it does this because a lot of black personnel in the military. A lot. Black men and women, black. Yeah. So the, so we don't disrespect the military. We just Kaepernick, and we are just saying that we want to just stop the killing of unarmed black men. That's exactly. what it is, and that's all. Like is that's that what we're trying to say? Like is that too much to ask for? It's not too much to ask. You have these men that are snipers on the roof shooting, killing people by the by the numbers, massacre. Yeah, in churches, in, in big congregated places, but but, and they're still living. Yeah, unfortunately, we had recently, right after our broadcast last week, you know, we had a bar shooting in California. This time, the gunman got killed. So that that's interesting. Yeah, killed. Because usually you don't go that way. No, no. Well, it depends on who's doing the shooting. We know. That, but, that is too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I noticed they didn't want to show his photo. Took a long time. It took a long time. The, it. I still <laughs> ain't seen this photo? photo. I still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've just heard about it, but I never. I I ain't seen no photo either. No identification. No photo either. And here, and here one of the uh, um, one of the uh, t- uh um, one of the uh people that was in the uh that got caught up in the Vegas shooting that happened. A year ago, uh, Mandalay Bay. Well, no, no, actually, that was this year. It was earlier this year, right? The Mandalay yes. Bay. Yeah. So early, Mandalay Bay. earlier this year, yeah. the shooting at Mandalay Bay, that one of the guys from that was in the bar in L.A. when the shooting took place. You know, he's. I just heard some. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I've heard some. Re- I wanted to share this news. This has nothing to do with the military, but I heard some recent news. Go ahead. About a woman on um black woman mm-hmm. um on um Flatbush and Church right here in New York City. Yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She was she was assaulted um by a white male, thirty year old white male, for just for just being black. I've just heard that. I read it, eyewitness news put it out there. 
And I said that, that my gosh, in this day and time, to be assaulted because of your ethnicity, so that a lot of our folks are walking blinded that we, we are not aware of what's going on and what's, we're not, we're walking and we're just going, going along with the flow, but we're not opening our eyes. A lot of us are, not, are still not woke, but the military and black, because a lot of us are still walking around not woke, just in the, in the days and sleep, like everything is okay, everything is okay, everything is all right. Out there, still, still a mental, mental slavery. It's called, it's called, um, it's a war going on out there against us. So we just got to be aware of what's going on. Nothing wrong with joining the military. No, we're not saying that you shouldn't join the military. We're not saying that, but we're just saying that you still gotta, you still gotta, and know what's going on. That's all. Well, I'm saying don't join. I'm sorry. If you're black, do not join the military because at the end of the day, it warrants you. It, it, it benefits you nothing. It, benefit, it benefits you nothing. You might get some a, 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 a health benefit. But what I'm saying, as, a, as still a law-abiding citizen of the United States, you can still be gunned down. Worse than a dog in the street. Yeah, I don't even mm-hmm. see dogs get shot. I, I I have you got wild pit bulls out there maining babies, and I haven't even seen them get shot the same number of times that I've seen a man, unarmed man, get shot. Unarmed black man. Okay, so they'll gun you down worse than a rabid dog. So I'm saying, if you black, get the heck away from the military. The thing is, the thing is, with with um, some people say this is this is what it is, and I'm gonna just say it right out now. Okay, they have some people, they have some black folks that do join. Want to join because they feel that the streets are gonna eat them up. Wow, so that is that fear? The fear of the streets eating them up, so they join the military to stay out of trouble. That they join the military to, if they join the military because because let's just face it, a lot of they don't have a job. They, unemployment, it's unemployment is a big reason why a lot of people join the military. A, military because they're not employed. Some something they're not employed. Right now is a big is a big thing with employment now. You mean there's jobs that's opening up left and right here right. and there, but there's a lot of folks that join because they want to stay out of the trouble. It's feel that they get in too much trouble in their neighborhood. So you know what? Joining the military is the way out. That that cannot be the only way out, but they do. They join. You have a great point. You know, they join. So, um, you know, a lot of folks listening to this will say, oh, well, I'm going to still join because it gives me the Montgomery GI Bill. It gives me this. It gives me benefits. It gives me this. and give me all this and gives me half price on my home it gives me certain certain benefits you get because you're in the military because you're in the military you see um this is this is why a lot of folks join some folks said that well i'm not able to make a true college so is military is a military is an option for a lot of folks because they feel that that is a, it's a can start their career off. You see, see those commercials where folks talk about well, it starts off my. I'm able to start off my. I've learned how to do certain things because I've joined the military. Well, I learned how to gain skills because of, yeah. And know, that's true because the, that does happen, but still, yeah. Yeah, they 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 join because they because certain skills that they gain. Like this guy said, oh, I, I've I've learned how to, have, I've, I've this brother said I learned how to be was. To learn how to become a, I was a cook in the military, so that gave so that gave me, uh, like that's when I came out of the military, I was able to get, I started a career in culinary arts. Now I'm a, now I'm a baker, I own my own restaurant. Now I'm a baker. Certain certain benefits, military they do, and they do join it because of certain things that they get. I know recently. This, this sister joined the military. She said that she wants to have a better life. And I'm like, well, you have. Do you have to go that route? Yeah, she said. You know what? I'm a, I'm a join because I feel that 
feel that um, I wasn't able to make it through school, so I'm able to join. I'm able to put myself to the military so I can have a better life for me and my future family, so we can buy a home, buy that home, or buy that, or 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 maybe go back to school and get that Montgomery, you know, go get that GI Bill and certain things. This is why this is why she joined. Now, and, and my my reaction to her is like to that is like. Why military? Why? There's so much thing, other things that you could, you could do. When he joined the military, know that Uncle Sam owned you. Yeah. Terry, that, know that certain things. After the four years. Yeah. That you are owned. You cannot, you don't own, you, you cannot move anymore because for, for that time you're serving, you are owned. You are Government property, you are owned. Well, even e- even after the enlistment, it has been proven time and time again that even after your four year enlistment, they still got you. Best they still be- got you. Best believe you'll they'll put you believe, in a, you'll, yeah. they'll put you in a position where you have to re-enlist, whether it's for full time active duty or reserve active or reserve duty. Yes, yes, I have a friend that's twenty years and twenty years as a reserve and still serving. Mm-hmm. Four and he's still serving till now. He's still serving. He's still serving. It's like um, I would like he, to hear. I would like to hear more about the veterans who are against police brutality. There are plenty, and they they don't want to hear what they got to say. And that's another thing. Veterans come back from the war, and the only time you give them a mic is when the holiday comes. But how about you give them a mic? When they talk about how they were treated when they were in the military, nobody wants yes. to hear. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. See, see, what it is is that they, 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 they. They don't want to bring. They don't even want to hear that. Every time a Veteran Day or Memorial Day comes around, all of a sudden now it's like a, it's like a. Well, oh, we want to hear you. Want to hear what you've done in the military. They want to hear your stories of how you served the country. You know, they want to hear all these all these things, but. But the time, but the time, because there's a lot of military guys that's that's veterans that that they're they're homeless. They're homeless. Also, homeless. yeah, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of them are homeless, strung out on drugs. Oh man, just <sighs> mental illness. That's a and lot. No, and nobody so... and nobody's doing nothing to re, re, uh, rehabilitate them, rehabilitate them. I mean, this is this is. Disgusting, you know. You come, serve, you serve, you serve your time, you serve your purpose, you serve your time, and then you. This is how you get treated. I remember during Vietnam, during the V, uh, 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 during the Vietnam era, what happened? So many soldiers came back; they were addicted to heroin before they even heroin. got home. Before they even got home, heroin. but when they got home, it was even worse because of the 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 type of access. There was access there, and then when they got back to the states. I mean, so many were already drug addicts. They were drug addicts before they even came home. I mean, just, just crazy. Addicts, yeah. it was, you see, after the Vietnam War, there was, the unemployment was bad. Oh, 1973. It was tough. It was rough because you came back from the Vietnam War and it's like... You couldn't get a job. No man. jobs. No money. No jobs. So it came, it came to the point where you... Diff- Desperate measures become the in rough times brings desperate measures. Yeah, I don't know who ever seen the movie called Dead Presidents. Oh man, classic. Desperate, desperate times. Measures times brings desperate measures. So you do crazy things just to survive. Yeah, things that you wouldn't even think about doing just just to put food on the table so you can eat. That's how bad. That's how bad they. That's how bad they treated us. Veterans should get first dibs on jobs There's, as soon as they come back home. They should. There's a lot of untold stories here. A lot of veterans have come home and became cops. Yes. Because that was the only one that was hiring at the time. So you have that situation. They had that. They had that um, scenario. They became correction officers. They became police officers because mm-hmm. at that time that's the only jobs that was available yes that's right the yeah. only jobs that's basically available there was no other no other jobs um but 
these are these are these are stories that you hear about stories is more and more and more and more stories you hear about but but this is why people join the military i know um if you are saying that people don't want people should not join the military and some black folks would jump up and say well i joined it because of this they have so much reasons why they did what they have so much reasons why they did join that's fine i don't or, know or why they or why they're going into the military right you know? that's fine i don't have kids but i would teach my kids the truth and i would tell them huh, mm-hmm. i would tell i'd keep it real with them i say look uh oh you want to join well just know this and if they still join after that the adults I can't do nothing about it, but right. but I'm held accountable for what I don't say. I'm held accountable well, for what I don't teach. I, I would tell my kids That's this. The truth. I would say, listen. I, I would I, tell my kids, listen. Yeah, that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them this. I said, listen. Let the military be the last option. Yeah. The the last the option. last you option. Make, yeah. It, it should be the for all kids mm-hmm. across the board. It should it should be the last option because. Yeah. You know, you're shipped to and fro overseas and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Nope. You're ordered to go overseas, you know, to go, you know, and to, to um, go into combat, but you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Go into combat and then what happens? Friendly, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's very scary. So, I mean, they tell you things, but they don't tell you everything. Well, it's very scary and... Just like prison, just like jail and prison, you're told when to get up, told when to go to sleep. Hmm? Yeah, boot camp. Just go mm-hmm. to boot camp. Mm-hmm. I heard stories of boot camp. Mm-hmm. Just go to boot camp. There's a lot of untold stories about boot camp. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, sexual oh, yes. assault. Sexual assault going on in the military. Don't nobody want a, a lot of women. A lot of women are silenced on this, and men. And men, mm-hmm. men and women, women and men. There's a lot of stories where women. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's a lot of stories where women have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. Uh, in the military. Imagine. You got me. But, you got real, true Me Too movement stories going on in the military, but don't nobody hmm. want to give those women the mic. Hmm. So women. Don't let your women in the military don't allow yourselves to be manipulated too. Don't allow that. Don't don't. If you're in, serve your four years and just and get the heck out. All right. Coming to a close. Uh, all right. We're gonna get a any any last things you got to say. I, I think we made our point. Uh, any any last things you, know you want to say before we get out of here? Once again, condolences to the family of um, Stan Lee. Yes. You know, his legacy still continues. Also, um, to the young black brothers and sisters out there who's thinking about the military, let it be your last option. Yes. Don't just jump. Know what you're getting into before you get into it. Mm-hmm. To those who would speak to those who are, was in the military or speak to those who are serving in the military. Let them know what you're getting into. Let them tell you what you're getting into. Speak to those who, who left, who are veterans. Let them know what you're getting into. Just don't join because, well, I have no option. I can't, I can't make it through college. I can't, I can't, um, I'm getting in trouble here in the streets and everything. Let it be, let it be an option that, that is the bottom, you know, the bottom of the barrel. Let it be that, let that be that option. But if there's so much other things you can embrace just find a passion find your passion and go with it find your passion and work on it find your passion find and make your dream come true find your passion pray and make that dream come true and work at it it'll be the last option because it's once you get in and once you once you get in there's you no longer own where you go yeah, longer on where you you know where you go to. They tell you what to do. They tell you where to go. That's just the contract that you sign. For anybody who has seen Boys in the Hood, Q 
Cuba Good Jr.'s character was talking to Morris Chestnut's character. And he said he was talking to Ricky. So we had a conversation with with Ricky and Trey. Ricky said, Man, forget all that, man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go join the army. Trey said, Man, man, you join them. He said, My father said the military is no place for a black man. And when you mm-hmm. join, and when you join, you're not you anymore. Now that was a movie, but that was the facts. That was the facts. Was the okay? Facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I want to say all all respect due to the families and my condolences to all all not just black soldiers, but all families of uh, uh, uh fallen soldiers, fallen ve- uh, veterans who have lost their lives in, in, in a war that they didn't ask for. I I mean that sincerely. All families, all of all colors. Because you shouldn't have to lose, you shouldn't have to lose your kids, man. Shouldn't have to. Oh. So, happy mm-hmm. Veterans Day to to the survivors. Happy Veterans Day to the ones who've lost their lives and the families, man. God bless yeah. your families. God bless Stan Lee's family. Uh, uh, my condolences to those who lost their lives in the bar shooting in California, and L- I think it was in L.A. Right. California. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, my condolences, because mm-hmm. I mentioned that earlier. So my condolences go out to y'all. Yeah. And uh, that's it for today's program. Zacchaeus, uh, where can they reach you? Reach me on all the, on Twitter at Wayne Backus at Wayne Backus two. Wayne Backus two on Twitter, also on Instagram. Um, Zacchaeus Z A C C H U S B seventy three. On Facebook, Wayne Zacchaeus Backus on Facebook. All right. You can reach me at the Fifth General. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the Fifth General, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right. So we're going to get up out of here. This is the Fifth General and Zacchaeus signing off. And uh, signing signing off. And we'll see y'all episode three. All right. Peace. Peace.